Welcome to Both And with Bessie Graham, your weekly inspiration to help you use your time, talent, and treasure to make a bigger difference in the lives of others. I'm your host, Bessie Graham, award-winning entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience from the grassroots to the hallowed halls. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump in. In this first episode of Both And with Bessie Graham, I thought it might be helpful to unpack with you what I mean by both and and why I think it is such a powerful way to engage with the world. Here's the thing. We naturally flip between extremes as humans. Whether it's love and hate, fundamentalism in all its forms from extreme religious views through to atheism, or selfless martyrdom to self-absorbed disregard for others. But what we rarely do is sit with the space in the middle, the grey, muddy spaces that make us uncomfortable. If life has taught me anything, it's that the richness and intricate beauty of a life that is uniquely yours comes from learning to sit in dance in and embrace a worldview of both and, the acceptance that two seemingly contradictory ideas can in fact be equally true. You don't have to choose between being wildly successful and having integrity, between your health and being a good parent between delivering incredible outcomes that address a major social need and running an organisation that consistently makes money, between being a supportive partner or a fulfilled individual. If you sit in the mess of discomfort for just a little longer with me, you can design a life that is uniquely yours and allows you to have both and. I hear your rumbles of disbelief and questions, and I also sense your fear and discomfort with all of the unknown parts of what living in that middle ground might look and feel like. If you're anything like me, then there will be a dash of curiosity and deep resonance that what I'm suggesting stirs a knowing in you about the truth of the world not actually being black and white. Yet, if you're honest with yourself, there is also fear in the exploration of a way of living that is so authentic that it requires vulnerability and grappling with your own truth, longings and desires 
that requires you to own the patterns and behaviours that are deeply rooted but not actually serving you and not in line with who you really are or who you want to become. It can be scary to open up to that grey space that exists between extremes. I want to share a personal story with you about a time in my life where that fear of both end was very strong, but the desire for my life to be different was stronger. Our kids are now teenagers and young adults, but like many parents, I found it hard not to get lost and overwhelmed in my role as a mother when my kids were little. Despite promising myself that I was not going to become a martyr, the truth is I felt lost and invisible and often wanted to run away. The extremes of either motherhood being all-consuming or being single and fancy-free felt like obvious options, but what on earth sat in the middle? I hated the idea of becoming a resentful martyr who never pursued her dreams, but I was terrified that if I opened back up to what I wanted and needed, I might discover I'd actually just prefer to be alone and would end up being self-absorbed and not the kind of mum I wanted to be. So when it became clear that my youngest son was nearing the end of breastfeeding, and I knew I wasn't having any more kids. I felt it was important to mark what had been an incredibly intense chapter in my life and to take the time to both acknowledge and create the space to dream and plan for what I wanted moving into my next chapter. I knew that to do that properly, I would have to be by myself and to have the space to think journal, and talk to someone I trusted. I asked Brad what he thought about me going to London to see my best friend and stay with her for a week. My lovely husband proceeded to say, if you're going all the way to London, don't go for a week, go for two. He then used his frequent flyer points and booked me a business class flight to London. My time away, on my own for the first time in years, was exactly what my soul needed. I was able to grapple with my fear of whether I would suddenly become selfish and a terrible mum if I found myself again. I found a new sense of empathy for my mum and other women who had given up so much of themselves, their identities, hopes and dreams to fit within the constraints of the expected role of wife and mother. I acknowledged that falling into martyrdom and becoming invisible was actually really hard to avoid and that I needed to be kind to myself. I went for walks and talked with my wonderful friend Marcella about my fears that maybe I had had kids too young and now I wasn't going to be able to get back in and build the career I dreamt of. I mapped and journaled, walked and talked, acknowledged the fear 
and began to let my vision take shape of what existed in a world where I could be fulfilled as an individual and also love my children well. That trip, nearly 12 years ago, was so important in the transition for me. Now, depending on your situation, it might look very different. It might be a few hours of quiet reflection while the rest of the household sleeps. It might be a few days with a friend or intentionally carved out time each day over many months to reflect and let things emerge organically. But whatever it looks like for you, if we are to come to clarity and to a place of deeply knowing ourselves so that we can lead from a place of alignment, we need to be regularly taking the time to go into ourselves, to question, to be honest with ourselves and others, to name our fears and notice when we fall into extremes. And it's worth noting that this exercise or practice isn't something you just do once because the reality is chapters come and go, things change, and what works at one time will not work at another. So as our vision emerges, we can then consciously shape it with a both-and lens that seeks to find a way to bring the fullest expression of ourselves and the possibilities of change we want to be part of in the world. Now, just to be clear, I am not saying that you can have it all, have it all at the same time, and have it right now. I don't believe that. What I do believe is that there are probably things you're putting a lot of time, effort and money into that you don't actually want. That you are making assumptions and projecting about what you believe others expect of you, then busily running around trying to achieve this epic list that is neither needed, expected or satisfying for you or those you care about. Chances are that despite all your best intentions, you may just be mistaking movement for progress. Today, I want to help you quiet the noise and clear some space in your mind to begin the process of tuning in to what it is you need and want so that your actions, your effort, and the way you put your time, talent, and treasure to work in the world is actually moving you in the direction of what it is you truly want, a legacy bigger than you, and a meaningful life that is yours, not what someone else tells you you should want. This is where both end comes into its own. Let me run you through what I think both end makes possible. It starts by clearing the space for an exploration of what really matters, allowing what you really want and need to emerge from the noise 
and busyness. Then it creates the space to play, be creative, design and iterate until you find what works for you and create the mix that is uniquely yours. So let's clear some space now and quiet the noise of all those demands and voices, the expectations and the lists. If you're able to grab some paper or a journal, that's great. If you're driving, that's okay too. Just listen to the questions I'm about to ask and reflect on them as you drive. You can always capture your thoughts later. Before we begin to reflect and create some space in our lives, take some deep breaths and just slow down with me for a moment. This exercise is important because the reality is that without clearing out some space, it can feel too overwhelming to try and make room for new thoughts. In amongst the overwhelm and mental load, exploration can feel like just another thing we don't have time or energy for. I don't want you to feel too overwhelmed to do the work to uncover what it is you really want and need. So I'm going to ask you two questions to begin to create some space in your mind and your life. The first question I want you to reflect on is what are you doing now that saps your energy, destroys your flow, or where you find that you're continually procrastinating. So sit with that for a moment. What are you doing now that is sapping your energy, robbing you of flow, and you find that you just keep procrastinating? When you think of those things, the second question is what can you do to eliminate, automate, or delegate those things? So you've identified some of these areas where you're feeling your energy being drained, you're losing flow or feeling like you just procrastinate. Which of those things when you actually think about it, or you see it on the page in front of you, do you realize that's actually not important? I probably don't actually need to do that. Anything that's in that category, eliminate it, just stop. You don't have to do these things. Having said that, I am pragmatic and realistic enough to know that there will be things on that list that do in fact have to happen. So with that in mind, what's on that list that you could automate? What is on that list that you could make a decision once or set up a system or a process that would mean that you freed up your headspace and could go into autopilot, either doing it yourself but now not needing to think and take up as much energy, 
or where it could literally be automated once you set something in motion. And for the third category, what are the things that are on that list that do in fact need to happen but don't necessarily have to be done by you? They are not necessarily the best use of your time or skill. So when we think about those, we can delegate. So if there's a task on that list that is draining you of energy, robbing you of flow, or you are continually procrastinating, is there someone else that is better suited to do that task? So sit with these two questions, remembering that the purpose of the exercise is about clearing some space so that you can actually then have the bandwidth to begin to uncover what it is you need and want. It's only a first step. This isn't the answer to everything. But let's go through those questions one more time. What are you doing now that saps your energy, destroys your flow, or where you find you're continually procrastinating? And secondly, what can you do to eliminate, automate, or delegate. Think through that list and really be honest with yourself about the things that are on that list and where you may be able to remove them altogether, make a decision once and set it into autopilot, or find someone else better suited to do it. Now here's the thing. As you quiet that noise and you start to now tune in to your own voice, ideas and visions and possibilities are going to start emerging. And the temptation is going to be to jump straight into busy work, doing, building, making. Now, the problem with doing that is that it automatically pushes us back into things that are external to ourselves back into being driven by deadlines, goals, the demands of our customers, the expectations of our team, the requirements of our investors, or the needs of our family. Instead, I want you to sit a little longer in this creative space of both and. Both and is a dance of opening up opportunities that exist between your current context or the reality that you're operating in and your vision for what you want to create. I know that you're a visionary and you're prone to jumping in and getting things done. I love that about you. The world needs people like you. And I promise that we will get to action. But when we do... I want you to be highly attuned, razor sharp, and with a level of clarity that you didn't even know was possible. And in order to do that, you are going to have to pause with me for a while and slow down to speed up. My hope for you in cultivating a both-and view of the world is that you open up more to possibilities and you push yourself 
beyond the easy, lazy extremes of either-or, black-and-white worldviews. As we wrap up this episode, I want to draw in one of my personal core values, the idea of beauty. Because one of the ways that it contributes in my life is through shaping the way I look at the world with a both-and lens. Beauty is so central to me because it draws me to a place of becoming, growth, the pure foundations of an idea or vision, creativity and making. The extraordinary Irish poet, theologian and philosopher, the late John O'Donoghue, wrote an incredibly powerful book about beauty that sums this up well. O'Donoghue says that at its heart, beauty is the opposite of all forms of fundamentalism. This part of beauty, the fact that it is the opposite of fundamentalism, takes us right back to the beginning of our conversation today about the human tendency to swing between extremes. Beauty is an antidote to that tendency, and it is why I see the world in colour not black and white. It allows me to hold paradox, contradiction, and the swirl of possible options and ideas. Beauty allows me to sit with both and. In beauty, I find hope, inspiration, life, pattern, and possibility. Beauty excites me and draws me in. It allows for the designing of a meaningful life, unique to me. In these conversations that we'll be having through this podcast, time and again, you are going to hear me referring to my personal core values or the core values of my family. And that is because one of the things that you will see becomes a central driver in creating a meaningful life and building a legacy that will actually feel fulfilling for you is a deep understanding of your own values and how they play out in your decision making and how you behave. What I want you to realise is there is no one right answer. This is about the exploration of what resonates for you, unearthing and bringing into the light the fullness of your beauty, your brilliance, your unique genius. In discovering both and, I hope that you find yourself in new ways that allow you to flourish. Thank you so much for listening to Both And with Bessie Graham. You know you were born to do something significant, so don't leave it to chance. Join me each week to pick up quick tips and ideas that will support you on your journey to live and lead a meaningful life. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode and leave us a review so that other people can find us and feel a little less lonely and a little more supported on their journey of leadership. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, you'll find the link in the episode notes. Please join us. Thank you so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each week. See you next time. Cheers.